I can't get no satisfaction. Satisfaction is a strange entity. It seems to be an illusory state, an idea that changes shape of form according to the beholder. What is satisfaction for one is anathema for another. Having a true ultimate endless, unchanging, satisfaction does not seem to be the position and experience of human life. It seems this way, because of the unmitigated fact of death. There can be no endless interminable bliss of joy in something, as some temporary state that ends. Not only ends, but sometimes abruptly, unpleasantly, and painfully. This is the human condition. Most people acknowledge death as fact. Although significant numbers avoid this issue any way they can, or bury their heads in the sand. Some people acknowledge that, as far as their own death goes, they may not live to die peacefully in bed. However, even deadly conditions, such as cancer, may offer the hope of remission, pain relief and good support services, giving some sense of control, and even some serenity during the death process. However, the facts are, that although we live in an age of technological advance, death by technology is becoming increasingly common. Such as, man-made catastrophes, road accidents, and a whole list of other options. Think, trains, industrial facilities, nuclear power, and even the mundane, like electric toasters. Add to the list some more exotic possibilities, such as those yet to be invented, and yet to come. Think, genetic modification, and artificial intelligence. Or, bioweapons as an especially scary possibility. Satisfaction seems to be a spiritual experience, reach inwards as a heartfelt energy, yet encompassing metaphysical, agnostic, and, so they say, religious awakening. Well-being, without necessarily meaning joyfulness, can be related to your choices, regarding what directions in life are taken, what ideals and morals are upheld, and what a belief system is doing for life stability. That may be satisfaction enough, but is it the real deal? True inner satisfaction, with innate bliss, is a normal birthright of our, essentially divine, purpose and nature. Religious people will say, of course, that you must have an outer personal God, or that the idea of God residing in me and you is blasphemy. Burning at the stake was the historical cure for such aberration of thought. There seems to be one problem, or rather one large problem. It seems that virtually no human being is in this space. That is, experiencing unalloyed bliss, and satisfaction in life. There are a few who seem to be practicing and demonstrating a life of divine awareness, and who do emanate such a powerful force of constant bliss and knowledge. Especially in my travels in India, I met a few such beings, who for me were truly blissful. Such beings have been been described further in my books. Until attainment of such an elevated stage, the divine self which is one's own two native state, is bound by the individual ego self. Bound by its own machinations, and psycho-emotional tendencies. Simply accept the nature of the soul to be divine, to be transcendental, and the giver of supreme satisfaction, when realized. This is sat, shit, anand, as previously described in other writings. Truth, knowledge, bliss. Not just the true nature of all existence, but inclusive of all religions and spirituality. This being is without need of any human consolation or diversion, through the awareness of the individual soul as one with the universal soul. Certainly not a concept dependent on any religious belief. Such an awareness can only be a direct experience, as otherwise it is just another philosophical idea, or belief. This self-realization is attainable. So the concept of having total satisfaction in life is also attainable. This is the Buddhist nirvana or the Hindu moksha, but could also be seen from other angles, including the concept of total wellness. Can it be generated in therapy? Maybe not. Do modern Western scientific, psychiatric, or psychological methods and concept, as provide the goods? Or does the westernized adoption of Eastern philosophies and practices, offer possibilities that work? Questioning the truth of everything, 
may lead to experimenting with different pathways, religions, or therapies. This in turn may raise more questions and answers, as it could lead into another whole bunch of cul-de-sacs, consisting of various cults and sects. The whole field of religious and spiritual belief practices fraught with power struggles, ideological clashes, or authority reactivity, which is really a pity and a diversion. To move along a spiritual journey with a sense of stability can be a difficult process, and a struggle for years of a seeker's life. Religious movements, of all sorts, have also been seen as threats to the fabric or sanity of our materially orientated society. Simultaneously the spiritual search comes up against one's own internal self-doubt-driven barriers, plus the lure of addictions. Try giving up something such as chocolate or cigarettes. Does the craving usually go away in sympathy, because you want to get healthy? Do the companies about to lose your custom feel happy? So anyone just even trying something different, from the life of the daily grind and suffering, or even conventional religious practice, is faced with a struggle, just to get started. You may be seen by your near and dear, as being a bit of an idiot, who needs to be better guided, or even blocked and stopped. The establishment also seems to be in a peculiar opposition to any attempts at individual salvation, done on one's own terms. The spiritual seeker who is practicing meditation, focusing on the kundalini and chakra energies, may also undergo an upheaval or a major change of bodily and mental stability. There are reports of seeker feeling they have become way less sane when engaging in some esoteric yogic practices. The spiritual journey does not lead prano to some comfortable place in the sky, or a quick transfer to a land flowing with milk and honey. It is essential to get the guidance one needs. Shop around, be cautious, be ready to jump ship, and don't get swayed by the fundamentalists. Having said all this from the dungeon of doom and gloom, plunge in, and abandon all fear. You are essentially divine, and divine guidance is available as you call for it. Have faith in your deity, your higher power, your satguru, or your goddess. The journey will occur anyway at some stage, and it is better to jump before you are pushed.